Todd, uh, not Todd, Jesus, uh, not Jesus either. Just a quick word to say that this is not part of our previous Monster of the Week arc. This is just a improv one-shot with our special guest, Tad. As an improv one-shot, it has some of the uh, unevenness. I don't know. I remember all the, the best ways to run this game. But Tad brought a lot of creativity, and uh, I think it works out okay. Let us know what you think. Uh, so what are we thinking for uh, like a hunting crew? Should we be like a government agency or, or a Supernatural-style freelancers? Or I've been watching Supernatural a lot, so the freelancers is probably... But then I've been watching Fringe a lot lately, too, so I'm kind <laughs> of able to put my mind in both modes. It would be kind of fun to have a, a real boss that you could fuck up at, right? <laughs> Hellboy BP... Uh... That's a possibility. I mean, depending on how monstrous we get, um, I could also see an X Files softer version. But you know, I'm cool either way, as long as we have a you know government paycheck uh, and also responsibility. <laughs> They're two different. One, the agency knows about the weirdness. The other, only you know about the weirdness and have to try to either convince or hide it from higher ups. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, whether you want to go complete Hellboy or, or uh, X-Files light, I think it would be probably better to have like a, a, at least an immediate leadership that's aware. Kind of like later season Skinner, I guess. Or that'd, that'd be kind of fringe-like, I guess. Yeah. The people who the main characters work for know that stuff is weird. Yes. I mean, I guess we could figure this out as we go along. Like, if if somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I totally want to play the monsters," like maybe we shouldn't do the official. Yeah, if you're gonna do the official, I guess you need a, at least one character who is. Yeah. Who fits that. I have my eye on the spooky. Ah, always fun. I think I'm tending towards the expert. All right. Well, I mean, I suggested the whole uh, agency thing, so I guess I'm I'm going with the professional. No goody, you're our boss. Well, <laughs> well, you're the one responsible, at least. Oh, great. I get to babysit these people. Yep. I better take Bottle It Up. <laughs> I am definitely playing a creepy kid, just so you know. <laughs> Hi, yeah, we're FBI. Don't mind the kid. <laughs> Depends on the kid's age, I guess. Say he's 15. Yeah. About. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, bring your kid to work day. <laughs> So about these murders. <laughs> okay, so we got a professional, an expert, and a spooky. So great. So we got we got our uh, our Mulder and Scully and our Skinner. <laughs> anybody far enough along talking about their character? Uh well, I guess we should like. Uh, I have to write down like exactly what the agency is. Uh, so we, maybe we could ponder that. The closest thing in the in the under the agency um, topic would be like a black budget government department. Then again, it does leave the option kind of open. Yeah. Um, there isn't or what? Well, I'm thinking something like a, an FBI ish. Um, it could be. It could be secret, like uh, I don't know if you ever saw the the Invisible Man series that was on uh, Sci-Fi. I don't know, late '90s, early 2000s. Every few weeks, they'd be part of a different department that their budget was being hidden under. 
So it's like Fish and Game Bureau of Indian Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, let's go with that. That that sounds like a black budget government department. Yep. A clandestine government department or something. So, and it's the agency's goal to destroy monsters, start the supernatural, protect people, gain power, or something else. Um, is this something I'm aware of, or is it just like the overarching? Well, is this what I think it's about, or well? We'd have to define both, I guess. It could be more than one if you wanted it to. But there'd be one that the character knows, and then there could be another meta one that the character doesn't know. I think the official goal is to destroy monsters, but the actual goal is to is to gain power, right? To essentially study the supernatural to gain power. So when you find them, the government brings in the top men to uh, investigate whatever you found. <laughs> Like I'm thinking maybe, okay, I'm not going to dictate what it is, but I'm, I'm thinking like maybe the, the top people in the, this organization are, you know, a cabal of potential sorcerers or something. We're sent out to officially destroy monsters, right? But what they actually want is to, you know, for us to uh, claim, I don't know, monster parts or artifacts or whatever so that they can use them. Cabal of uh, Russian sorcerers led by Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go silly. Why not? <laughs> Gotta pick two resources for it. Well, I think cover identities and maybe offices all over the place is kind of what we were talking about. Although recognized authority, well, okay, in itself it doesn't have a recognized authority. So I guess covered entities and offices all over the place is is the way to go. That way we can like pop in wherever <laughs> wildlife <laughs> services. Red tape. Oh yeah, dubious motives. Wow, a secretive hierarchy or hostile superiors. This is a tough one. It sounds, from what you're described, secretive hierarchy sounds more. So it sounds like they're not hostile to you. No, that's true. Just go, yes, good job. We'll take care of this now. Yes. <laughs> Who are those guys carting away, body? Don't worry. We got another job for you. <laughs> Cryptic missions is pretty fun, too, but that would kind of clash with destroy monsters. If it were, like, study the supernatural, that would be more fitting, I guess. Okay, moves. I get to deal with the agency. Fantastic. So I, one of my moves options is a van or car or truck built for monster hunting. We could go very supernatural with this. But I'm not sure if I want that. It'd be a bit obvious or, like, recognizable if we're constantly changing identities. Unless it were a van and we just switch plates and, and logos and such. You know what? Maybe a van or a truck might be fun. I think so. Stealthy. <laughs> well, you could call being a cable van or something being stealthy just because it's not standing out beyond normal. I suppose. I suppose. So you, you could still pick that if you want. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't picturing like a monster truck. <laughs> what were the moves you picked? Uh, I picked uh, leave no one behind. Uh, so I can help people escape uh, with sharp. I'm terrible at sharp, so that's going to be fun. Uh, I took tactical genius, so when I read a bad situation, I get to use my cool instead of sharp. And I chose mobility, so I get the the truck, the kind of like agency truck that we can switch stuff on. I have not entirely decided what the bo bonuses and, and penalties are. Let's go with roomy, so we have some space. And let, let's do medical kit, because that could be useful. So then what do you pick for your bad thing? Uh, obvious. Then I guess, Tad, do you want to tell us? 
Hannah Renfrew has chosen the moves often right. So when a hunter comes to me for advice about a problem, I give them my honest opinion. And if they take that advice, they get plus one ongoing while following it. And I get experience. And preparedness. When we need something unusual or rare, I roll plus sharp on a 10 plus. I have it right here right now. On a 7 to 9, I have it, but it's not here. It'll take some time. On a miss, I know where it is, but it's in a bad place. And so far, the Haven is looking like the Lord Library, the Armory, and the Oubliette. For my gear, my monster-slaying weapons, I have along are a juju bag, a blessed knife, and a magnum. My ratings, I've gone with the Charm Zero line, Charm Zero Cool 1, Sharp 2, Tough Minus 1, and Weird Plus 1. A woman with a thoughtful face and old-fashioned clothes. I want to go through what you picked there, Ari, Spooky. Alright, uh, obviously spooky, Jason Maddox. Uh, he's a boy, with creepy eyes and goth clothing. Charm 1, cool 0. Uh, sharp 1, tough, negative 1, weird, plus 2. My dark side is violence, self-destruction, and poor impulse control. And my three moves are telepathy. You can read people's thoughts and put words in their mind. This can allow you to investigate a mystery and read about the situation without actually needing to talk. You can also manipulate someone without speaking. You still roll the moves as normal, except for people will not expect the weirdness of your mental communication. This has premonitions. At the start of each mystery, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, you get detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take plus one forward to prevent it coming true, and on a mark ex- Yeah, I didn't read that right. And mark experience if you stop it. On a 7 to 9, you get clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen. Mark experience if you stop it. On a miss, you get a vision of something bad. To happen, and the keeper holds three to be spent, one for one as penalties to rolls you make. And he also has the big whammy. You can use your powers to kick some butt. Two, harm, close, obvious, ignore armor. When you do roll plus weird instead of plus tough on a miss, you'll get magical backlash. And for his gear, he carries a nine millimeter and a big knife. So for your, your big whammy, what's the, what's the obvious thing about it that... Uh... Uh, the obvious thing about it is that it's rather explosive. When he uh, when he pushes his power out at someone, it like have you seen anybody have a force push done in in Star Wars? Kind of like that, except for it's damaging. And it's obvious. Hold your hand out towards them to do that. Or... Both hands, actually, but yes. So you're not the Dragonborn. No, I cannot Fusroda people. <laughs> uh, Glenn has a chiseled face and a shabby suit. Clearly cares more about destroying monsters than taking care of himself. Uh, I'm picturing something like a Willem Dafoe-ish individual. I chose to leave no one behind so I can help someone escape. And all kinds of hilarity will ensue since I have shitty sharp. Uh, I chose tactical genius so I can use sharp, uh, cool instead of sharp when I read a bad situation. Uh, I'm not as good at investigating things, but I, th- I think this is like a former military type of person. So less of a less of an investigator, more hired for his uh, hard hitting capabilities than uh, than uh, cleverness. I mean, we do have an expert, so it, it's not like he needs to be terribly knowledgeable. Uh, I also chose the mobility agency truck, which is roomy and has a medical kit and is obvious. I get the little flak vest, the submachine gun, the nine millimeter, and the the obligatory big knife, and that's about that. All right, so we want to start history then. To go first, should I start? Sure. Maddox. I think Maddox is on the agency's watch list, and I've been keeping an eye on them. 
since they're, you know, potentially a monster themselves. And what's Miss Renfrew's background, like professional background? I am probably more on the academic side. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe we met on a mission and we worked together unofficially uh, and yeah. successfully. And that's when I like brought you in. Um, okay. Like maybe you were investigating something on your own, being being an enthusiastic researcher uh, into the monsters and paranormal. For your doctoral thesis. <laughs> Mating habits of the Wendigo. <laughs> My dissertation for the uh, the secret <laughs> university, which will be you know peer reviewed by the experts, but then kept under powerful wards for <laughs> the remainder of time. You're giving you your doctorate. The bad news is you can't tell anybody you're a doctorate because <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hang that certificate yeah. on the wall in my office. You will not publish this in a scientific journal. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, go, Tad. They came to you for advice, and your advice got them out of trouble. Ask them what the trouble was. And I think that that's easier to go back to Glenn Bischoff as to uh, what mm-hmm. – how did my advice get you out of trouble? I think maybe I was I was woefully unprepared for the real life actual uh, livestock vampires of Mexico, and so your your um, expertise uh, on this like side side interest that you've been pursuing uh, helped me properly prepare. There's no such thing as a chupacabra. Come on, vampires, yes, but it's a subspecies. <laughs> Actually. They have gone wildly epigenetic and display some <laughs> very wide variants in their phenotype compared to your stock Romanian vampire. But uh, despite their more feral appearance, they're essentially the same creature. <laughs> I have a dissertation on the feeding habits of <laughs> and subtypes. <laughs> I could re- I could forward to you. <laughs> nope, fi- that's fine, Doctor. I believe you. Jason, give us a, hus- a history. Glenn. Yep. You are blood kin. You you are related to me. What? How are you related to me? Are you my dad? That'd be funny. No, I think we did that in the um the other game. Are you my brother? Are you my older brother? No, I think like you're my. I think you're my like cousin's screwed up kid or something. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so maybe there's some a sense of responsibility, but also like okay, they're crazy and they're on the watch list, so I got to keep an eye on them. Hannah, I really hope you could help me control my powers. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking with you in the first place. Okay. Hannah, do you have any history you want to use for Jason other than that? I think, given the ages and things, probably the easiest one to find to figure something out would be there. They are your student, apprentice, ward, or child. Between you, decide which. Actually, actually, if I switched with Glenn, that would actually play into yours, too. Okay. Okay, so, Glenn, I really hope you can help me control my powers. (laughs) Yeah, you got no chance there, kid. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm related to Hannah. Okay, so I'm going to fix that. So I guess I'm your son. Your very weird son. Oh, okay. I was I was heading towards, like, Apprentice Ward, and that uh, kind of the secret society has been like, okay, well, look, this is, 
this is your going to be your responsibility. You help get this kid focused and in control. And uh, okay, actually, that would that work if I, if I changed Ludkin to they saw you use your powers for selfish or vindictive reasons. That could be why you want to take right, me the under one your you, wing. The one you started with sounds pretty good. You you hope they can help you control your powers, and then Hannah's like, "Yeah, you're my ward, so I'm gonna help you." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the neatest. And then Glenn saw you use your powers for selfish. That would that would be good. What? Yeah. What was that one? Uh, selfish or vindictive reasons. Okay. Uh, ask them what? Uh, who is the victim and what I did? Okay. So who was the victim? It's that, that, that I'm supposed to ask you that. Oh, okay. And I'm supposed to give you the reason too, or mm-hmm. you tell me the reason. You tell them who the victim was, and then I tell you what I did to them. Okay. That was not super clear. I'm sorry. That was my fault. No, text isn't super clear. How how petty on a scale is Jason? Jason's not that petty. Okay. Do you think uh, Jason's from a like a normal family or Ooh. from like a foster Ooh. system? He's or? from. He's never had parents, so okay. foster kid. Hence being the ward. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, and what are your powers again? Uh, telepathic. Got premonitions of the future, and I can kick some serious butt with my mind. Okay. Well, I think you like manipulate. I saw you manipulate uh, your way through, uh, like getting out of legal trouble uh, at some point. Like it wasn't. I don't think it was vindictive and like you had a target. And you were like, "Ha! Hey, I'm getting my revenge." It's, it was more like, ah, "I don't care pay, paying this uh, this fine, or or I don't care to go to prison right now." And I think uh, since I can't control my powers, I manipulated that guy right into traffic. I told him literally to you. turn around and keep walking, and he walked right into a car. You don't have mind control powers. You don't? Telepathy is a mind control. It is in the description. No. You can manipulate somebody in the same way you could manipulate them by talking to them. Essentially talking to them, but you're not talking. Well, I told them to look the other way, I guess. No, it could be a... They hear this suggestion in their mind, they wouldn't necessarily know it came from you. They might think that it was their own thoughts. Let this kid off with a warning. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Or give a crime. We'll find figure out what the crime yeah. was. Given your your poor impulse control and stuff, violence and some sort of vandalism or violence towards somebody. I got into a fight. Maybe you were trashing something that somebody owns that you were pissed at, and then the cop just showed up like, ah, yep, we're bringing you in. I'm like, nope, you're not. <laughs> you let me off with a, a, you know, a warning. So how about we want to start? Glenn, you've gotten the uh, the call from hires up. There's been a killing, and you're told to assemble your group and go investigate this. So you're on the scene here, and uh, Hannah, you're the expert. You look over this body. What do you see? I see that uh, underneath the untouched but blood-drenched clothes, there are lacerations or incisions that are very, very clean, and that there is also this rather more messy kind of exit wound through the back of the neck. That is, uh, it looks like it, the flesh kind of exploded outwards from the back of the neck there. 
this is where you can then either uh, you start investigating, you can make that move. Uh, there's any other move you want to talk to people, or how you do your investigating will color what sort of information you get. So, so give us some context. Like, is this in a dark alley? Is it in a dorm room? Is it uh, in, a, in a movie theater? Yeah, let's say it's in it's on a university campus in the basement of the library. Okay, and and what's our cover this time? <laughs> Assistant campus police, or <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> well, maybe this this uh, uh, seems like a, an FBI type cover. Right. This may be a serial killer. At least that's what we're saying. Try to trigger any investigating or. Yeah, yeah go go for it. Go for your investigation there. Mr. So this is what you could get for uh, examining the crime scene in the body here. See how many questions I can ask. Well, five and two is seven. So I can ask one question. I think we're just going to go with. Uh, the basic, what happened here. Okay. I mean, obviously I've created a uh, complication by giving you some wounds that don't easily conform to uh, to most of our standard literature gothic monster types. And said it was, was it multiple lacerations? Uh, we'll say five on the front, and there may even be more than one exit wound on the back if that uh, works better. Is this a start of a mystery? Yeah, yeah, we'll be triggering your move here in a minute. Okay, so from the scene here, from the trail, it looks like this person, uh, man or woman. I'm going with male, early 40s, probably about 200 pounds, balding. No glasses, just a regular button-up shirt, no suit jacket, no tie, just kind of one of those stripy button-up shirts. You can see some, a few drops of blood leading to where he is, but it looks like whatever the, the exit wound and the large blood was happened here, but you see some of the some blood drops in the trail down here, so he may have been injured before the exit wound was made. Clearly we'll need to uh, widen off our, or widen up our cordoned area and uh follow the trail so what's what's the deal what happened here doctor well it looks to me like uh whatever caused his wounds and so at another location and that uh perhaps finished him off here or the uh the victim was able to travel some distance before finally expiring so that would be Rather unpleasant to know that his uh, suffering was drawn out. You're saying he fled here? That is a distinct possibility. You also see a blood trail off from where the body laid down to a vent. But we also have a secondary trail where perhaps the killer or any spawn that may have been created here may have itself fled the scene into that vent over there. Any indication what it is? Like I'm assuming I'll, you're I, alone here, and, and we don't have police officers and campus police crowding around, so I can be a little more candid. 
And obviously, you can have dismissed them because you're whatever. I can tell you that, uh, well, as far as my knowledge extends, I think that uh, once we catch this thing, we will have another feather in our caps in the cryptozoology community. This may be a novel find, but, you know, there's more than one of everything under the sun, and uh, so it's possible that it has been documented before. It... uh, we just have to hit the books. To the library! Uh, <laughs> and no, it, it is apropos, yes. <laughs> All right, before we, we go any further, I guess we should ask our spooky what his elf eyes can see. What does your spooky sense of see? All right, roll your, uh, roll your premonition move. Oh, nine. Is that like a hint? Yeah, that's a cloudy images of something that is yet to happen. Like you see a uh, young woman... She's on campus there at uh, at night. Comes around a corner of a building, is uh, surprised by somebody there, and then says, "Oh, uh, you surprised me, professor." And then you see some strange hand reaching out towards her, and then your your vision fades. That's what you get as you're you're sitting there and standing there and looking over this body. He always he always reels a bit when he's having one of his premonitions because out of body experience, sort of. No, shakes his head, and he's like, Okay, one of the teachers here isn't who they say they are. What What exactly happened? A girl greeted a professor, and then that professor turned into hands. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop's, like, eyebrows just rise, rise up a bit, like, Can you elaborate? Not really. I mean, that's kind of what happened. Doctor, hands, ring any well, bells? It, putting aside any, the immediate connotation of, unfortunately, there are still too many sexual predators on campuses all over this nation. Oh, no, I mean, like, he turned into all hands. Like, into sharp, clawy, sort of, rending hands. Yeah, those kind of hands. I mean, that's pretty much all I saw. I need a Tylenol. Water, Tylenol, we got that. Oh, my head. Did you get a look at the the young woman? Uh, did I, Dirk? Yeah. What'd she look like? No, five, six, twenty-ish. Brown hair, shoulder length. Okay, I'll, I will translate that into Jason speak. She was uh, kind of medium height, a little older than me. I tap it. <laughs> okay. Brown hair. I'm, well... Bishop's if not we say anything, but you know, who? What wouldn't you tap at your age? If we were to take a look around campus after we're done here, do you think you'd be able to identify the location? Maybe something might click. Let's take a look at that vent and see if it had to be had, if grill had to be opened or if whatever it is was somehow able to fit between the slats. Remember, though, you owe me pizza. Oh, of course. I think that's their deal. Like, every time he uses his premonition, she owes him a pizza. This unprofessional familiarity is very disturbing to Glenn, I think. Yeah, you see it, uh, the vent, it looks like the uh, grating was bent out of the way. Which direction? Into the vent. Yeah, away from the body, right? That's what we got. Yes. Well, let's uh, shine a light up there and see if the uh, residue continues further and... How far it is before it bends, and then start asking where the uh, central unit is. 
Can anyone I think I'm going to leave there? that in your capable hands, Doctor. Uh, and uh, you go ahead and call me if you need any help with the research. I'm going to go... I'm going to bring your, your apprentice, your ward. That's, that's the word he'd use. I'm going to bring your ward and see if I can identify this, uh, this young woman, the student. Okay. Maybe her um, professors. Maybe we can figure out which uh, classes she's in and which professors are uh, likely predators. I mean, I didn't see the professor's face or anything. Oh, we don't need to. You all right with that, Jason? Yeah. All right. This guy stops calling me your ward. I have a freaking name, dude. You don't have a rank, right? <laughs> no, but I remember somebody in this group saying something about human courtesy. I think it was you. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, sir. So I'm staying behind and cataloging whatever and taking pictures, writing stuff down. So the moment you know what it is, obviously, call. Will do. I'm taking uh, Jason and and taking a sweep around campus. You're planning to just uh, go walking around campus looking for what you what are you looking for? The the student. Uh, see if we can spot the student or uh, the location where this happened. Preferably the student. Maybe, maybe we can make some inquiries as to uh, you know who she is, what classes she's in, that kind of thing. Actually, uh, I'm not thinking like an investigator. I'll go to the campus. Uh, they they got to have like a, an office where they have student records, right? Yep, the office of student records. Duh. Uh, we'll go there uh, and then look through the records and see if we can identify the student in question. <laughs> I'm thinking like Amanda. <laughs> like let's just. Drift around the campus and see whatever, you know, our, our psycho psychic antenna picks up. <laughs> yeah. So going to the office records and having somebody there can describe the person you're looking for and go through student ID pictures. Uh, you can find her that much easier that way. <laughs> the voice in Glenn's head. <laughs> it's, uh, Deborah Thomas. Oh, dang. She's 20. That's way too old for me. She's still hot, though. She's a uh, biology major. <laughs> Once Jason <laughs> reads that, he's going to stick out his tongue. He's like, yeah, smart girl. Biology major. What other classes she's in and what professors are in those classes, starting with biology? Three courses, different biology and science courses that she's taken this semester. Three professors that you can look up there. All right. Any indication of her, of her schedule, like uh, when there are breaks? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got her class schedule. Right. Are any of the classes at night? No. Was it nighttime in the vision? Yeah. Okay, and then it's off the schedule, then it's more like uh, maybe around her dorm or something. Well, she sounded like she was surprised. Maybe you could return to um, to help out the doctor, Dr. Renfrew. She doesn't want my uh, help. Sure about that? Yeah. In other words, she wouldn't let you me go with you. Oh, all right then. Well, um, let's go have a look at these teachers. Maybe we can discover something that we can pass on to to the doc. Uh, are all these teachers male, or are they female and male? See, the ones she has this semester are yeah, they're all male. Okay. You did. You didn't get a good look on gender of the professor, right? No, but no. Jason's assuming things. All right, so we're we're gonna we're gonna pop off and see using the class schedule to see where they're holding their um, lectures and 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 such. And at first, just check in and maybe like if we if we notice something suspicious, I guess I'm it'd be some kind of move, but I'm not sure what 
uh, to figure out if there's something fishy about any of them and then interview them. That's my plan anyway. I guess I'll just take a log then. Probably while looking at my smartphone. Watch out for the campus uh, light posts, lamp posts. That's what I got you there for. <laughs> Pull you to the side. <laughs> so while you guys go running around the campus, uh, the doctor, thank you can discover like another uh, grate to the outside in the venting system and pushed open and you lose the trail there. Uh, for the moment, given the size of the wounds on the front and the one on the back and the fact that uh, what came out was able to fit through the vents, for the moment, I'm going to make a sort of an alien hypothesis that there is a spawn. So there's like a small creature and a big creature. And... I'm going to say that I have uh, digitized some of my reference works so I can VPN to my home haven and uh, see if I can find any descriptions of creatures that can quickly implant and incubate and uh, create a spawn in a victim in a short amount of time. See if there's any description of something like that in my reference works. So that would be investigating the mystery again with a plus one forward, if that's... Yeah, Haven will let you trigger that again. All right. Well, since that uh, is all sharp, plus one forward in the sharp, I am able to get that up to nine, which I believe is still the one question part. We're going straight to what sort of creature is it? You're doing the, the research here. You can start out, uh, say, give us something about it. I mean, it's obviously you, you were on the, the right track, but obviously it's something that is uh, using humans to spawn or somehow create something. And these days, that's kind of such a modern concept that uh, it's hard for me to take a traditional name and stick it on there. But uh, I'm going to say that uh, there are documented cases of a subset of, uh, gosh. Space luck? I know, it's hard. It's uh, <laughs> that it, perhaps it is, uh, it takes... Creature that uh, infect one person, and uh, unless they inject their their spawn into someone else, then they themselves will uh, will die. So they have to continually do this. This pattern suggests like a perhaps a, a, a parasitic basis for like ghoul myths or something, but this uh, incubation time is so rapidly accelerated that uh, it suggests that perhaps some intelligent design has uh, enhanced its capabilities that uh, someone may have found one of these. Uh, ghoul spawn sort of parasite things and applied some genetic some genetic manipulation to it and uh, kind of supercharged it. We know whether that's deliberate or well, it would almost certainly have to be deliberate. So I think somebody has taken taken a parasitic sort of monster and deliberately made it much more uh, destructive than it would uh, normally be. Normally, you'd be looking at an incubation period of four to five weeks at least to get like a, a hand-sized spawn. 
but for it to be you know within minutes or hours of uh infection of the victim is uh is indicative of external manipulation okay so then you two hanging out auditing courses or something uh, yep 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 pretty much mm. i think uh glenn give me act under cool because this old guy hanging around auditing these courses I'm not that old. <laughs> Why does say ten? All right. So apparently, don't get any strange looks. Uh, you were able to to spot uh, Deborah and follow her through her courses in the day. Uh, towards the end, end of the day, she goes to student union and has something to eat, and then goes to the library. Is there an opportunity to get a read on any of the uh, the professors she has? I don't know that you've got any good move that would say, this guy is a strange... Yeah, like there's nothing obvious, like nobody's acting weird or like they're not unnaturally pale or they're not taking a, a particular interest in Deborah or something like that. You'd need something more than just sitting observing to try to probe. There's nothing surface level mm. strange about any of them. Could I uh, flirt with her? See. Uh... You know what? You know what? Uh, how about how about I investigate a mystery? That seems like an appropriate thing. There's a question there that's. I think you need more more than just kind of uh, sitting in the back of a class watching a lecture to trigger that move. Is the thing. Okay. All right. I hear you. What was your goal there, Jason, in flirting with her? Uh, just to sort of keep an eye on her, because she's the one that the bad thing is going to happen to, and if I'm with her, maybe it won't happen. Yeah, if if you even make a, a hint of a move of approaching her, I'm going to grab your backpack or whatever and just pull <laughs> you down. <laughs> like, nope. Keep it in your but, pants, Jason. No, that's not what I... Someone's got to protect her. Yeah, that's what we're doing by not drawing attention to ourselves. How is that helping? It's helping because we're, well, technically speaking, we're using her as bait right now. So when the bad thing happens, we know when and where, and we can act. And you're just going to let her die? Well, technically speaking, protecting people isn't our job, but if that happens, that's good. You are so weird, man. Just doing my job. (laughs) I am the consummate professional, okay? Yeah, maybe you should focus less on your job and more on the people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not going to answer that. He's not gonna have a have a discussion. He's, he's gonna later. he's gonna still try to get over her despite the fact he's hanging onto his backpack. You, you're Don't gonna do let what? Go. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You're gonna do what? I'm gonna still keep trying to get over there. It's like, dude, let go. Uh, if we spook her now or draw attention to ourselves, uh, we may cock up this whole thing. Do you want to let that thing go? No. No. But I also don't want to wanted to kill her. It's not going to happen until nighttime, right? Right. And we don't know it's going to kill her, right? You didn't see that. Well, things with claws generally do kill people. That's just kind of what they do. Oh, and right now we don't know what it does. Fine. If she <laughs> dies, it's your fault. That's a good lad. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of babysitting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Jason trying to keep a low profile and then i guess uh not getting a, a strong read from any of the teachers in a in an obvious way uh we're just going to hang on to her uh oh and i'll i'll uh forward like a phone picture of deborah and like a little message to uh, to the doctor like you know this is the victim probably most likely and this is currently tailing and so forth so you're appraised 
okay. apprised of the situation. I'll text back that uh, my current suppositions and hypotheses of uh, we may be looking at maybe not the creature being a professor, but a professor may have been involved in creating it. Again, yeah, there's like a text back, like lab on campus question mark. <laughs> Possibly on or off campus, yeah. <laughs> like, how do we kill it? <laughs> Next subject of inquiry. Very good. Okay. Obtaining sample would speed that up greatly. <laughs> I think so, something like- I'm still looking for the sample. I'm looking for the small. Yeah, I, I think there's like uh, uh, like a vaguely uh, flirtatious, like uh, one slice of the moon coming right up. That one flew past me. Yeah, you lost me too. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's like it's something that maybe Glenn thinks is obvious, but nobody else does. So, and especially maybe a bookish academic. <laughs> like, wait, what? I'm looking for the spawn. <laughs> yeah, great. Carry on. You too. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck sitting through more freaking lectures. Yeah. So, anybody have anything they want to do, or you? Everybody waiting for night to see whether the bait gets. Uh, Killed. Yep. Yep. That's that's my plan. If if anybody wants to do any particular thing, like look for a sample or something, I literally I uh, want to get away from this old geezer and warn the lady. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to accomplish that? To convince him, you can try to manipulate him. I guess if you wanted to convince him, if you wanted to like look that way and sneak out, maybe act under pressure. I want to manipulate him to. Uh... Look the other way, just like I did with that cop. Are you going to use your powers on me? I'm going to use my powers on you. Okay, that's uh, manipulate someone plus charm. So you get to do that without talking, right? And it's like in his brain, that's the context? Okay. Yep. What are you implanting in his brain here? You really should send Jason to the dorms to see if there's been any weird occurrences. Try to make it seem like it's his idea. Okay, on a on the eight, on another hunter, they mark experience if they do what you ask. So, if you want an XP, you can send him away. Is there helping and and yeah, there's helping out, but there's not. Interfere. There's no like, there's no interfere, right? Yeah, they didn't really plan enough for uh, PvP. I'm I'm just curious because I'm I'm more inclined to like I'm more inclined actually to help because it would be funny. Yeah, but then you could only get it up to nine, so it wouldn't change the. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to take the XP. I think Glenn's going to be like, uh, all right, since you're since you're only going to be here moaning and bringing the the mood down, why don't you go check out the dorms? Maybe you can find some ass to check out as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, as he gets out, this is just flavor text, but as he gets out the door, he does a fist pump. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then runs off to find Deborah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm tailing her, right? So, um... Yeah, but you're probably not always right on top of her like okay she went to study she's you know in that study carol in the just letting you know having lengthy conversations with her is is probably going to be discovered right unless you're like you duck into her dorm or something i'm not going to go there so right now she's studying in the library you know glenn is hovering around there so you'll probably be spotted soon but you have some time what do you do come with me if you want to leave (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would just like to grab her and grab her. Well, no, not grab her. 
Well, I know her name from the from the uh, whatever it is, the file. So, hey, Deborah. Uh, turns around and looks at you quizzically. Who is this little creep? <laughs> is that what she's thinking? No, maybe she's like, who's that? Uh, hi, I'm I'm um, I, I need to talk to you. How do you how do you know me? You're in a lot of danger right now. <laughs> not 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 for me, not for me. Um, one of the one of the teachers here isn't. A, a good guy, or even remotely human. <laughs> Aliens are real. <laughs> I, are your parents here? What, lady? I don't have parents, but you gotta believe me, okay? I know I sound like a creep or whatever, but I really am telling the truth. Yeah, unfortunately, you're not a uh, mundane, hustling, nice move to convince the people to believe their craziness. No, but I do still have manipulate. <laughs> what are you really wanting her to do? Come back to uh, Hannah with me, so we can protect her. So he just come with me if you want. If you want to live, <laughs> kind of. I mean, but he's not going to say that. That's that's cliche and stupid. Yeah, but he's fifteen. Yeah, true. He also probably hasn't seen that movie yet. Since you've got the telepathy thing, where you. To help you, I could maybe let you have a manipulate role just because you have the telepathy and you can mess with their mind a little bit. Otherwise, I I, I don't know that this is really triggering that move. I, I do want to influence her to come with me because I really don't want her to die. Yeah, we get your intent, like, but but how are you getting? How are you going about it? Yeah, I trouble seeing anybody reacting to some fifteen-year-old kid coming up and saying, "Hey, come with me," because you're in trouble as. <laughs> Are you doing the creepy hentai mind control thing, or uh, or what? No, I'll just uh, think at her really hard. Think, think, think what at her? You need to trust this weirdo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you need to trust me. I'm telling the truth. Also, you find him inexplicably hot for some reason. Oh, she's not a mind reader, so she can't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one I'm keeping close to the chest. It rolled. Well, finally. well, well. Wow. <laughs> Well, she's coming with me. Yeah, she seems puzzled that she she believes you. Well, tell me more about this problem. That <laughs> we can talk and walk. Come on, I. Uh, you should probably meet the person I'm here with. Okay, so where are you leading her? Uh, back to Hannah. Okay. Does Hannah know this? Oh. <laughs> and are you like calling her up and saying, "Hey, meet me"? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I'll. Uh... I'll text her at least. Yeah, you're a millennial. Are you kidding me? Calling someone? Yeah, text you. <laughs> we'll this see is how this soon is, I noticed that text. This is what you you get. Uh, For the sake of people listening, please speak that out. Got girl. Meet outside. Urgent. Look at your dang phone. Outside what? No, just in the outside. We're gonna go outside and. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. Are you kidding? He's not thinking specifics. He's 15. <laughs> well, to see how soon I notice that, let's see how engrossed I get in investigating this mystery again. Because I am looking for any continuance of the trail of the spawn to see if I can't find a trap that. You need to do something else to be able to trigger that movie again. To change the, change the situation of the fiction of the stories. Right. You've investigated the trail, you've done your research in your library and got what information you can get there, you gotta do something else. Okay. Well, let's see. What does magic let me do? 
inflict harm, enchant weapons, do a thing beyond limitations, bar a place or portal to a specific person or a type of creature, trap something, banish a spirit or a curse, summon a monster, communicate with something I don't share language with, observe another place or time, heal one harm from an injury. Okay, so observing another place or time. So we're going to uh we're going to concentrate and roll back the time to see if we can't see it emerging from this grate. Okay, to do that, you'll need to go to the location you want to observe and set up your ritual there. Presumably this gate great work came out is outside in full view of all passers-by. Yeah, if that's where you want to go, yeah. But inside where we've cordoned off is perhaps more private, so I would at least be able to at least get a sense of what the thing looks like. This is going to be a great thing to like stumble into with, with Deborah. <laughs> so I'm going to do that inside, see if I can't witness the murder and the departure of... As you're heading back inside, Jason with Deborah coming outside so yeah you guys run into each other oh hello jason and who is this look at your phone sometime in the near century so you are the girl hello i'm hannah renfrew nice to meet you i'm puzzled (laughs) as are we all especially today jason says i'm i'm in in danger and i i feel like he i should trust him but uh, what what what's my, why am I in danger? What's going on? Well, um, you wouldn't happen to know, and I describe the victim to her. And at this point, you know, we've probably gone through his wallet, found his name, so I could probably go straight to the name, even though I've probably given the description first. Elmer Murray. He's a chemistry professor. Deborah, do you happen to know Elmer Murray chemistry? And. Uh, Professor Murray uh, last year. What'd you take under him? I took uh, organic chemistry. Organic chem. Now, I suppose he's uh, particularly renowned in the field. He's probably widely published. Uh, yes. We'll need to uh, add that to my reading list to see what he uh, had been doing recently. Anyway, there's some things I need to do inside. Uh, don't look under the tarp. Uh, we need to protect her. <laughs> yeah, and your premonition was that it was going to happen outside. So inside, we've got a little bit more time to think about it. Okay. About how we can do that. <sighs> okay. He's doing anything about what I see. Least of all that, sorry, least of all Glenn. Promised I wouldn't use any more derogatory terms. Plus, I don't have enough to put in the The old man, the geezer, anyway. the stick of the mud. So you're planning to go down to the basement to do the ritual, Jason, you're dragging Deborah down there, or? Yeah, yeah but I'm going to, like, hold every door for her and bow to her and stuff like that, because I still find her incredibly attractive. Well, I said tarp, but by this point, now we've taken our initial readings, it is probably okay for it to be, for the body to be taken away, put in the freezer so that uh, autopsy can be done. So we don't have to worry so much about the tarp other than the fact that probably the mess hasn't been entirely cleaned up yet yeah and what do you uh 
explain to Deborah about what happened here. Unfortunately, Professor Murray passed away in the night, and we're not entirely sure of the circumstances, and so we're here to establish the facts of the case. And then you start going about your magic ritual. Well, just like Jason here has some intuition, I am also able to tap into something like that, but it takes me more time and effort, shall we say. Don't be alarmed. There should be no outward effects that uh, would cause any alarm. It's just, I'll be over here with uh, this book and these materials and see if I can't get some more insight into this situation. Okay. And uh, while all this is going on, Glenn realizes he's lost Deborah. <laughs> yeah. And I think the first thought is like, God damn it, that kid. <laughs> I think he that like texts him like what did you do question mark ignoring <laughs> ignoring text followed by where are you <laughs> ignored um Jason I think those buzzes may disrupt my concentration a little bit <laughs> <sighs> okay he's going to text him back back with Hannah get your geezer butt back here all right there's no reply he's just going to make his way over there so let's roll some weird and I don't have any forward that I'm aware of right now. No. Seven. Okay, you've chosen your effect, so you get to choose the glitch, and I get to tell you how that glitch uh, affects things. Well, let's see. Weaken, short duration, take a harm, immediate unwelcome attention, or a problematic side effect. I'm going to take the problematic side effect. And do I need to describe what that side effect is, or are you going to... It's for me to uh, decide. So, to describe what this ritual looks like. Probably not so much the candles and pentagrams sort of thing. It's more that uh, it's going to be more of an alteration of the self than the space. So, I prepare the materials, and this kind of makes a, a paste of got my juju powder, and I've mixed up this paste, and I'm going to need a washcloth afterwards because kind of this dark gray stuff gets smeared over the eyelids and in a pattern on the forehead that uh, alters my time perception to uh, when I next open my eyes and listen out my ears that uh, the time that I'm aware of is not the current time, but the chosen time around the estimated time of death for uh, Mr. Murray. Then as you see back into to the time, you see him staggering down the stairs and looks back and then collapses and you see this uh, strange uh, I'll let you describe what this looks like <laughs> as that bursts out of him. Right. Being in a larval state, it has largely kind of this slug-like body structure, but being at an accelerated growth, it already has some vestigial, well, not vestigial, some bony limbs kind of coming out of the body that we can see some hints through those that it, it's eventually going to uh, 
that the main body may eventually differentiate into a humanoid shape. And so far, mostly slug-like body, mouth, teeth, limbs with claws. So it does not necessarily need to just slither, but it uh, also has some manipulating some manipulating function that allows it to exert some surprising amount of strength against the uh, the metal of the grate to uh, pry it open. All right, that's what you see. And after you come back out of it to the present, you do find occasionally it's like super deja vu as uh, something else you'll be seeing. You know what happened uh, a few minutes ago, and so as a effect chromatic side effect i say i have one hold on you that i can spend to make you suddenly have this uh bad deja vu which could interfere with something that you're trying to do later all right i think we should probably have glenn coming down finally finding you guys okay and i'm greeted with the half cleaned up crime scene and dr renfrew in corpse paint and Deborah's there. <laughs> and I've got my washcloth, and I'm starting to clean up a little bit. Right. I'm, he's not going to say anything. He's just going to step in and look all official-like in his shabby suit. Meanwhile, Jason's grinning ear to ear. Ah, uh, Mr. Bischoff. Good to see you. Doctor, Jason, I see you found our, well, what would the term be? Uh, there's a, maybe a little pause while, while he thinks about what he should say, and then he says person of interest. I feel like I've heard you say that. <laughs> He'll frown a bit at Renfrew, and he'll focus on uh, Deborah and Jason. He'll focus on Jason and say, uh, have you filled her in? Mm-hmm. With as much as we know. <laughs> and he'll, I think he'll say, and how much has he told you, uh, Miss Thomas? What did you fill her in on? The fact that she's going to be attacked by a creature with long hands at night, and it's a professor, apparently. And they have to keep her safe, so she should stay exactly where she is right now. Jason says, I'm in danger, and uh, I need to stay with your group to stay protected. I'm glad you're here. Oh, she means uh, Glenn. Yeah, because you have the you know the air of the protector type. Don't worry, we'll do our best in this regard. Uh, I don't know what um, Agent Burr had in mind, but uh, I think you should we should keep you close. And like he's suggesting, the Burr is is Jason. Uh, I guess he'll identify. Oh. Himself was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm McBra- Agent McBrain, uh, FBI. Agent Burr is a savant, which is why he's, he looks young, is young. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Some extraordinary cases requires extraordinary talent. And like, there's a, maybe a hint of like him biting through <laughs> that. Uh. <laughs> Keep it up, Burr. You may need to ask for a pay raise. <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess, uh, whatever co- code name or cover name you have there. Uh, Renfrew, he'll uh, ask you, like, what have you discovered? I at least know now what the secondary subject looks like. I describe that, and it does give me some indication that it uh, it is going to be humanoid later on. So I think that suggests that, uh, you know, if it comes to physical blows, we may be able to make some headway against it. So working off what you described... I'll, you know, take you a little aside and ask you, like, since uh, Burr over there said, um, she said professor in in the vision. Uh, are we talking uh, maybe some sort of shape-changing shape changing capability? Oh, a shape-changer. That was a possibility that I had not immediately thought, but it 
that would be a useful genetic adaptation that uh, somebody could pursue. So, yes, Not to mention really freaking cool. Yeah. So, (laughs) it is definitely possible that this person could be coming to her under false pretenses, a professor posing as another professor, or in his own form, but able to shapeshift to manifest his more deadly capabilities when needed and conceal them when not. You mean his sharp hands? Exactly. Really Um, sharp hands? Like, don't (laughs) want to shake hands with sharp hands? Any indication what would hurt it? In the lore, shapeshifting sorts of creatures are reputed to have particular susceptibility to silver. Did we bring any silver in the truck? (laughs) We may have something, right? Yeah. I would very much imagine that we would have something like that. I mean, I have a reputation for preparedness, so if we need that silver weapon, I we very likely do have it. Do I need to roll on that right now to see if we've got that? If you want to do it now, yeah. Okay, you have it. Of course, you have the right thing right in the truck. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, we now have a slight wrinkle in that we don't know if Deborah's going to be the definite victim. Uh, since we have moved her from her schedule, quick accusatory glance at Agent Burr. Grins back. Well, at least we have some idea of what we're dealing with. I guess it's back to scouting the campus and keeping Deborah close. Unless we set up... Well, no. I, I don't think he says that. He's he's about to suggest something, but then it's like, mm, I'm going to keep that close. I'll stay with her. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Agent Burr. Perhaps... You could take Deborah for a stroll, and we will remain, remain nearby. There are some things I would like to discuss with uh, Agent Samson. <clears throat> okay. He's trying not to laugh, which is why he's coughing. Right. And I'm clearly like, well, I don't know how clear it is, but I'm suggesting that you should maybe take her for a stroll around the area where she may be attacked, right? Um, yeah, yeah, he gets that. Okay. So, Jason's going to go strolling around hoping to be attacked. What are you two who aren't doing that doing? Uh, let's get the silver and loiter nearby, um, keeping an eye out. Yep. Does this sound reasonable? So setting up a controlled version of the vision. <laughs> does prevent, present some ethical questions, but uh, the things we do for science. Huh? It sounds like a read a bad situation, unless you have something else that you think could work. I mean, I'm supposedly a tactical genius. So I could do it. Oh, that's the one that lets you substitute that. Something yes. Okay. So, yeah. I can use cool instead of sharp, yeah. Okay, then you do it. I wouldn't mind help, of course, but let's see what I roll first. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, help wouldn't push me any further. So hold three. What do you want to... The first question is, uh, what's my best way in, as in into into danger? As a, uh, like uh, putting this Deborah in danger. Indeed, you're from this, this monster, if you'll allow that. From what description of the surroundings you could get out of Jason near the, the biology lab building. So having her around there somewhere, probably the best. And are there any dangers we haven't noticed? This would be, maybe I should hold this until, uh, I'll hold on to that until like something bigger happens. 
And instead, I'll ask what's the best way to protect the victims with the information I have presently. Oh, what is, what is what's the silver weapon that you have or what you got like a 10 or 12 something there. So, you know, you can have whatever you want. So what do you want weapon wise? <laughs> a silver Gatling gun. <laughs> <laughs> silver grenade launcher. Uh. <laughs> No, no, it's one of these like Civil War era, like uh, <laughs> chugga chugga chugga. <laughs> no, it's up, I, I think that's up to Ren, Renfrew. Yeah, yeah. What what did you pull out of the back of the van? Despite what we knew in the real world about it being quite unsuitable as an ammunition type, this is fiction. So I've got rounds in various calibers and sizes for Magnum, nine millimeter, all of that. We've got silver bullets. Okay, cool. They're for monsters, right? They're not for real targets. <laughs> well, the best way to protect the victims would probably not be to use them as bait for monsters. I kind of walked into that one, yeah. <laughs> if you did, having the correct uh, way to kill the monster would be good. And you do, from what the doctor has investigated and seen, you know, there's one that seems to be spawning others so killing that one would be of utmost importance to prevent further spawning right so dedicated murder murder uh, spree against this not spree dedicated violence against this threat monster. containment yes yes there we go that's a professional term then as jason is trawling uh deborah around the campus in hopes of monster bites you're watching them walk by one of the buildings you see another person walking on the other side of the building, the other direction. Do you mean toward them? No, walking the other way, heading kind of around the other side. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna tap. Uh, I'm just just gonna tap Renfrew on the shoulder and say I'm gonna I'm gonna go check out that person. You keep an eye on them. Will do. Or a couple. Will do. Okay. So I'm yeah I'm heading after that person. Okay. I guess now is a good point to ask are there any dangers we haven't noticed so then as you go running around the corner it it looks like one of the the professors he saw um, dr banks who's one of uh deborah's professors you see him approaching looks like maybe a student a young man yeah i'll attempt to draw very close without drawing attention to myself i'll duck low take out my pistol and then you know go <laughs> seal team crouch all that nonsense uh sounds like uh, act under pressure i'd text you guys but i don't think this guy's really good at uh multitasking uh, that's an eight could get to plus one because you're acting but that wouldn't help you no okay as the two are close together you know if this is the monster and it's going to attack this person you're going to have to reveal yourself to get closer if you wanted to interfere with that in any way. If I want to interfere with it. Uh, in that case, I'm going to not interfere. My job is to kill the monster, not to protect the public, unfortunately. So <laughs> so then you watch as he approaches the student and then reaches out and the hand goes into the, the strange clawed hand and stabs into the chest of the boy. <laughs> Then I'm going to reveal myself. <laughs> All right. What do you do? Well, uh, I will, what was the term? Contain the situation. Containment. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, using my pistol. 
with the silver bullets, which are hopefully correct. So I'm going to kick some ass. You can shoot it this first time. You'll do harm to it, and then it'll react. So you're, what's the harm on your... Uh, it's two, unless the silver does something other than just harm. Allows you to... Allows me to harm. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it's two, two harm. All right. So you shoot it. It reacts, turning and shape-changing as it charges at you into this uh, Dr. Enfru, uh <laughs> in the in your lore, what do they look like? In their native sort of configuration? Yes. Taller than your average human, say, seven feet, pale on its face and its arms. You see the muscles rippling under the skin, and it's... Uh, is able to extend its claws out, say, two, three inches beyond the ends of the fingers. So it is charging at you and is, is going to rend and uh, devour you. I'm going to get out of the way. At least that's the plan. I, sh- I think probably everybody hears the double tap, right? Yes. Unless you have a silencer. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have shots fired, live fire. Devra, keep your head down. Let's move to assist. Well, how academic you are about it all. <laughs> yes, if you're moving out of its way, act under pressure. Uh, will do. Do I get any pluses? Any plus, plus one being a threat that I was aware of? Galaxy, that's still, still relevant. Oh, that's a 12. Not that it matters. What do you do as it... Uh, charges at you i do a regulation body roll to the side uh and come up in a in a sort of crouch with the my pistol pointed in the right direction just narrowly evading the the you know disemboweling sweep or whatever uh you other two what are you doing i'm gonna make sure deborah's safe and then i'm gonna go help hide behind this trash can i uh go to the corner check from cover see if i can get line of sight I just realized you're like also bones. You have this massive fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm running around with a magnum. <laughs> awesome. I do kind of have to get close for that, though. They are notoriously inaccurate at far range. Yeah, so you're running to get close enough, or are you going to try to do something farther away? Um, I guess I'm going to need to read the bad situation to uh, to get my approach. Sure. So that is a plus sharp. Correct. Nice. All right. First two things anybody wants to know in this sort of thing is what's my best way in? Well, pretty clear you're going to run around the corner and that's where the fight is. So. Okay. And if things go sideways, what's my best way out? Uh, what's, a, what's a weakness these things have? Yeah, that was going to be my next question, was what's most vulnerable. Well, I think from maybe from what you can tell on these things, they aren't. They're big and powerful. They're not terribly fast and nimble. So your best way out, if you go to the north, then there's a set of stairs that take you down the hill, and it might have a hard time chasing you. Okay. So I've clocked that, and I'm wondering... Now, is the slowness its vulnerability The on my third question of what's most vulnerable to me? That, that'll work. That, uh, it's, it's not terribly fast and or nimble. It's big and powerful. Okay. So we're going to want to use go around lots of objects and plink off shots as we get open windows. So 
circle around and uh, come in for our... Uh, okay, Jason, while he's assessing the situation, or while she's assess- assessing the situation, what does Jason do? And then get Deborah to safety, and then I'm going to shoot this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to run up and stab it. All right. I have a big knife, so... All right. As you're assessing the situation, Jason comes running, pulling his knife, and charging at it. Uh, that sounds like you're kicking some ass, or attempting to. I am actually going to use the big whammy also on him. So first I'll do the big whammy, and then I'll jump after him with the knife, kind of like a like a, a bait-and-leap sort of thing. The big whammy with your roll there. Was that your weird? Yes. And I shout after him, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> well, I did some damage. Two harm, close, obvious, ignore armor, so... You go running up to him, get close, do your your force push thing. You slam him up against the wall. Then he grabs the dumpster next to him and flings it at you, hitting you for one harm and knocking you down. This is an oh shit moment. Let's go back to uh, Glenn. Well, I guess I'm going to keep kicking ass, I guess, given the situation. Any, any plusy still or? I don't think so. No. Not that you need them. So what's your extra effect? Extra effect? I, I I think it's only if I have advanced the move, right? No, on the 10 plus you get an extra effect. You just oh. don't get one enhanced effect. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I think uh, I, I plink it. And I'm so you are going to take harm on this because it's reaching out. You're close there. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I think I'm going to do option one. So I gain the advantage just keeping fire on it. Which also makes it a little distracted. Okay, so how you're doing? Uh, two, two. Okay, so you do your your two harm on it. It uh, reaches out, his claws hook you, and it uh, throws you against the wall for two harm. One harm then after after the or is it is the wall impact more the damage? Yeah, you can take your armor off that because part of it was the claws hooking you too. All right. It's a one harm. I'm still okay. <laughs> Hannah, you've made your assessment of the situation here. You're ready to act on something. Since it was a tactical assessment, the follow-up is to apply that, and I believe that that is probably kick some ass, for which I am at a minus. But you know it's weakness, right? I do know it's weakness, yeah. Yeah, so you can get a plus one because you're acting on your assessment. So as I go in and... Keep moving and use cover to kind of keep it on its heels. I open up with my magnum. Okay. So as you're taking your your cover here, you suddenly hear some scrambling on the side of the, uh, the building here. And a slightly larger version of the thing you saw in your your vision leaps from the side of the building onto you and is clawing you for one harm. Okay. All right, Jason. Yes. I do have to go soon, so. Yeah, well, somebody will be dead by then. I hope. Secondaries (laughs) in play. (laughs) Help. So what do you do, Jason? Well, I'll push the uh, dumpster off of me, that's for sure. Yeah. And then I'm going to follow through on my plan and attack it with a knife. I want to go stabity. You've got uh, a minus one on forward on this because you've got to collect yourself for the this charge. Yep, which means I'm going to have a bad roll, but that's fine. All right. 
2008. So you jump, stab at it, and it brings its arm up around and carries you with it like you're, you're nothing and you go flying and land, rolling on the ground, take another harm. Ow. Your knife is one harm. One harm with hand, yes. Now we're back to Glenn, right? Well, I guess you don't leave buddies hanging in a in a bad situation, so I'm going to dash over and like body check the the big monster thing that just landed on Renfrew. Okay. Trying to prevent it from doing harm. So I have to protect someone. Yep. That is just a miss unless you help me there, Renfrew. Okay. Plus cool if you can tell me how you're helping. On my own next thing, I was going to be like using magic, doing this sort of cavalistic sort of prayer, exorcitamus day to repel it. I think that uh, doing kind of a minor version of that can. What he's doing is trying to repel it from me. I'm also trying to repel it from me. So okay, so a roll plus cool to help out. Okay, thirteen. <laughs> All right, so that gets Glenn up to a seven, which on Protect, you go barreling into it and knock it off, and of course then that means it's it's, uh, latched onto you and is clawing at you for two harm. Right. What is the advanced line under these moves? After you get enough experience point, you can advance those moves. All right. Uh, And it's your turn now, Hannah. Could I use magic to trap the spawn? Give me the fiction for how this works. Well, that takes time. If I pull out the salt and try to make a circle, that is... Glenn can hold him there long enough. Yes. I'm pulling out the salt shaker, or rather the (laughs) 23-ounce cylinder of Morton's, and uh, making a barrier that... uh, Glenn will be able to get out of, but the spawn will not be able to. I like the visual, though. You're just salting the thing with a little shaker. It's like a slug. <laughs> <laughs> and also, at this young sort of stage, where it's a little bit more slimy and stuff, it will be more susceptible to its uh, physical chemical properties, too. As you said, this is taking some time, though, so I think you can start doing that, and we'll see. Okay. So, Jason, you're left alone fighting the big thing. Oh boy. Big trouble. Hey, but you know what? Trouble's my middle name. So where exactly did he fling me? You rolled on the the ground there, a few feet away from him and away from the the building. Can I shove him again? Do do whammy him again? Sure. Yeah. That'd be 11. 11, okay. That's two harm again. Extend your hands again and force push him back against the wall again. Glenn, this thing is a smaller, more slug-like thing. What would I do to, like, wrestle it into a place where it can't get at me? Is that kick-ass or act under fire or pressure? Sorry. Kick-ass has an option to do that, I think. Uh, Force them where you want them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm wrestling this slimy monster thing, (laughs) trying to get it under control. Boom. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm not going to get any experience. <laughs> yeah, you can describe what you're doing here. Yeah, so I managed to like slime my way around it onto like a. So I'm on top of it instead, 
and like pushing it down so that its its legs and mandibles or whatever are, are in the wrong direction. Right? It's down toward the ground. Okay. And I'm probably slipping in the slime, so I'm like, Doc, anytime! <laughs> Buys Doc enough time to finish the circle and uh, do whatever the enchantment you're trying to do here. Okay. Attempt was to trap, right? And what's your glitch? That is going to glitch me. I'm going to say that there's a little bit of a breeze tonight, and so it's going to be of short duration. All right. So we'll have to figure out something else in a couple of rounds, probably. See so you see the, the incantation, and there's a little... No, 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 no! It's blowing away! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. This thing is pissed at you and is reaching out to, to grab you. I can't let it do that. What do you do? I could whammy it again, stabity it. How close is it to me right now? Oh, it's it's right on top of you. Yeah, I'm going to whammy it again. I want it to get the flippin' flap away from me. Please, 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 yes. All right. You send it again, flying back against the building, cracking the brickwork. You can see this thing is, uh, this thing is looking very hurt by this, but... I'm going to run back towards the others once I've flung it away from me. Okay. You do get uh, an extra effect there. It was right on top of you, so as you're whamming it back, its claws would rake you if you want to reduce damage. You can give plus one, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward. You can do more harm. Force it where you want it. I'd like to do more harm. Okay, uh, you do more harm, but you you do, as you do this, you remember uh, what Doc said, that to actually kill it, it takes the, uh, the silver. Yep, that's why I'm running back towards them. I'll go ahead and take the harm. You know, it was right on top of you. You can feel its claws rending into you. You do the force push thing and send it flying away. Uh, you'll take uh, two harm from its claws. All right, I'm hurt. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dying, but I'm hurt. I'm almost dying. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm good. I'm bad. I'm no. I'm yeah. Okay, Glenn, you're able to let this thing go and jump out of the circle if you want. What do you want to do? Do a quick scan to see what's going on with the the bigger baddie. You see, uh, Jason just force pushed it away, and is now he's running towards you. The monster's kind of trying to collect itself. It's it's a little beat up, but it's still pissed off. Right. So I'll shout for for Jason to get down, and then I'll fire at the with the silver bullets. The oh, I can duck, can't I? That's a free yeah. action. Okay, so kick ass. God damn it! No experience. It's you're near using the the silver, so you shoot it, and you see this thing stepping forward, and then it staggers and collapses just on top of Jason, who is uh, ducking from your shot. <laughs> Literally, I'm gonna go. Oh, come on! <laughs> you planned that, geezer. <laughs> I'm too professional to use any one-liners or, or or bad quips, so I'm not gonna do that. Okay, we can. Work to wrap this up. You've got the other one uh, trapped and dead specimen and a live specimen. Yeah, so I think maybe we cut to like a scene back at the offices or whatever, where the crew's wheeling off the one in some sort of glass container as it's clawing at it, and they're wheeling the body of the other one away. Alien autopsy. Oh, and the 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 student, of course, he was slashed, right? Yeah, and probably infected, right? Yeah. 
I, however, prevented it from being Debra, so do I get to mark experience? Yes, you would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're a uh, boss. There's good good work, Bishop. Yeah, all, all in a day's work, sir. Shame about the kid there, uh, but uh, it's good that we can see the whole reproductive cycle in, in process. You gotta understand him if we gotta kill him, sir. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's too bad, though. We'll have to look through his lab notes now to see how he managed to alter himself like that. Don't worry, we got the we got top men working on that. Top men. <laughs> Not the top, but, you know, you gotta have somebody to go out in the field. Yeah. The eggheads who can't stand the field uh, work like you. <laughs> and what's Jason doing? Saying goodbye to Deborah, and his parting words are probably going to haunt her for a while. <laughs> Which is like, you know what? I thought you were really hot. I mean, she's surely going in for some, like, gentle reprogramming, you know, forget everything happened type of thing, thing right? Yeah, I don't know that you guys have uh, the, the neuralizer or whatever. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> then it's probably an NDA or something yes. like that. <laughs> we do need a veil out. But that's the cleanup crew. Yeah, sign this. Uh, we'll help with uh, your college tuition for the rest of your uh, stay here. All right. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Thank you for that one. Feedback. Uh, these, uh, you know, complete improv uh, stuff. It was fun. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. It was. Uh, it was very good to be able to sit down and role play. I, except for game days, I haven't done it in a while. I know you're. You're always uh, good and creative. So I thought you'd bring a lot to us. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. I, I enjoyed uh, your input immensely. That was, that yeah. was good yes. fun. Thank you very much. I, I enjoyed having you here, too. Thanks. And it was great to meet all of you, too. Sort of. Virtually. <laughs> I mean, to meet you, sort of. Yes. <laughs> Virtually. Ari, I really do have to go. So. Yeah, okay. Yep. Sure. yep. Goodbye, Ari. See you later. <laughs> See you. Uh, bye-bye, Ari. Yeah, on the feedback side, I mean, you've, you've done this a few times now, so I think you have it securely. Um, What's, what's the term? Like you, you have it under control. Like you have, you have the. I can't come up with the phrase right now, uh, but you have it well in hand, right? That's the one. How many sessions did we do? Did we do ten, eleven? I think we did. On the podcast, they were ten with me, and then you did one. Right. So, um, yeah. All right. If, uh, Tad, did you have any feedback on the game? Things you liked, things you thought could have been better. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I believe it's my only my second time playing a direct PBTA. I played that Dungeon World with you and Jib like three years ago. Was the one time. It is kind of a little bit of a more difficult mindset to put myself into. It's like I, I mean I'm a player, but I'm still kind of having to do the praxis thing of okay, I need to make stuff up right now. You do all those those GMless ones, so. It's, right. It's step closer to that. So that was that was the main thing was that I was a bit worried that I had perhaps overcomplicated the situation at the beginning by like doing the whole alien thing but not seeing exactly what kind of creature that was going to be in the end. And I think you handled that well in steering it back towards something that uh we could air quotes magically negotiate to deal with. I was glad that uh, in the end it was made workable. PBTA has that. It's kind of 
it is a dial on how much right. you can give to the players, especially when you're doing this improv like this. It's I think right. it's good to give more to the players because then you get their buy-in and then I don't have to think as much and I can be lazy. <laughs> yep. And I think it is uh, definitely more so in that direction than Fade is. But, you know, these last couple of sessions, I I think I did try to put a little bit more in players' directions when we've been when I've been GMing Fate. So I've been GMing Fate even even more like that, like all our, our sword and sorcery stuff where we go, uh, here's the situation and players often pick. For sure. It tends to infect every other game you play. <laughs> I think it's it's something that I kind of had tried to do. But then after playing PBTA where it says, yeah, that's okay. Go ahead and do that. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the main thing. I like. It wasn't like PBTA didn't change to do stuff that I wasn't always trying to do, but it, it did kind of give the spark to say, Hey, this is good and go ahead and do it. Right. Yeah. And here's, here's ideas on how to make it work better. Well, I mean, uh, to some extent it's a, it's an in the moment uh, version of, Write your character's backstory so I can in- include it in the in the campaign, right? Yeah. Instead of doing that, you you kind of just ask questions organically through play, like, okay, well, how do you know this person? And yeah, uh, where do you get your uh, supply of blah that stuff? I think it works pretty neatly. Oh yeah, I have one tiny uh, thorn. It's really not something that it's worth mentioning almost, but uh, I really would have loved to blow the head off that poor student and, uh, and saying, sorry, kid, before that. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I let it happen. Yeah. But, you know, it was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have all that. Nope. It, that would have blown our rating. Yep. Yep. Goddamn television. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll do direct to video. <laughs> Netflix would let us do it, right? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I got. And, uh, all right. Thanks, Fantastic. Thanks for well, joining us, Tad. I'll stay in touch. Thank you again. Yeah. Looking forward to keeping keeping in touch, hearing more right. from you. One shot, one shot, one shot. Do not overthink. Anywho, oh yeah, uh, listing porn titles, uh, new acquisition porn titles. That was fun. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've ever done, possibly. The heck? Clerks. Uh, porn titles? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Wow, so okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Just to say, but you should listen to your parents and not lean back in your chair. All right, so what are we doing? Uh, Where's this going? Max Silver here, and I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at thesundayskypers.freeforums.org, or at our Facebook page, whatever heck a Facebook page is, or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at Sunday Skypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?